Hello and welcome to The Personal Investor. I'm Ed Monk. Today on the show, they were the darlings of the stock market for multiple years, but 2022 was a disaster for tech companies. Investors who had ridden the rise of tech felt the pain of sudden falls. Now those giant companies are having to recalibrate their ambitions, cut costs and deal with a much tougher environment. What does that mean for those still invested in tech? If you enjoy the show, please rate us, share us, leave a comment wherever you get your podcasts. The headlines around tech companies have been grim for some time now. That's particularly true if you happen to work at one. Some of the leading global tech names have been shedding staff by the thousands. For investors, it has been a rude awakening. Multiple years of impressive gains ended in spectacular fashion last year as tech became one of the worst affected sectors in the sell-off. What are their prospects now? And will battered investors in tech be rewarded for their patience? To help answer that, I'm joined by Tom Stevenson, Investment Director here at Fidelity. Tom, welcome along. Um, Last year was indeed a difficult year for practically every type of investor. But had you been heavily backing tech in 2022, it was even more alarming, wasn't it? What has been the scale of the correction for tech stocks? Yes, well, Ed, in some cases, it's been uh, pretty spectacular. Um, I, I'm, I had a look at some some share price charts uh, earlier on today, and they're, they're pretty scary, some of them. Uh, yeah. uh, something like Meta, the owner of uh, Facebook, uh, has lost about two thirds of its value since its peak, which was at the end of 2021. Um, what's happened is that uh, a share like Meta has basically unwound all of the gains that it made uh, from the bottom of the pandemic low at the beginning of, of 2020. It's been a complete mm. V-shape. Uh, we talked about the, the V-shaped recovery at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, this has been the inverse of that. It's uh, It's been a very sharp rise and then a very sharp fall. So I mentioned Meta there. Um, but uh, other companies like Tesla, very similar trajectory. Um, even what you might consider to be slightly more mainstream, um, uh, old, old-fashioned tech stocks like like mm. Microsoft, uh, they haven't quite lost as much. Microsoft is is about a third below its peak, uh, but that's still a pretty uh, pretty significant fall. It is indeed, yeah. And I, and I wanted to come at this uh, conversation, Tom, from from really two sides, yeah, because we've got we've got the sort of trading environment for tech. We've got the the, the money that they're able to make by selling their goods and services, um, and obviously that's been under threat somewhat. Uh, as it has for lots of companies, because the economy has been slowing down. But you've also got the market environment, don't you, and the monetary policy environment in particular. And and we had tech looking very highly valued in a low interest rate world. But it's seen, I think it's fair to say, as somewhat less attractive now that rates have risen. We've kind of had a squeeze from both sides, haven't we, when it comes to tech? Yes, you're right. And, and, and both of those are important and they probably do need to be dealt with uh, separately. So, so, I mean, just thinking about the trading environment, first of all, um, and this is less clear cut, I think, because uh, it, it, you can argue that many of these tech stocks are actually quite defensive companies uh, now yeah. because they they deal in the in the, in the type of uh, equipment which really we, we wouldn't want to do. Uh, without or we can't do without because they're essential to our working lives, for example. Um, 
So uh, it's not immediately uh, apparent quite what the impact of a of a material slowdown in the economy would be on these tech stocks. Mm. We haven't really been through this cycle with these with these types of companies yet. Will they sail through in the way that you know we always used to think that consumer staples stocks, the likes of Unilever, would sail through? A, are they the new yeah. consumer staples? We don't know. We'll find out. I think if we if we do uh, go into a into a proper downturn uh, this year, so that's a question mark. The other side of the the, the question, though, is 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 more clear cut, and and that and the the fact of the matter is that companies which uh, have a high growth rate, uh, which expect uh, a high proportion of their um, uh, future earnings streams to come many years into the future. Uh, the, the value of those companies is determined in large part by the interest rate with which you discount those future earnings back into a value that makes sense today. And the yes. arithmetic is such that when interest rates are low, those future earnings are worth more in today's money. And when interest rates go up, they're worth less in today's money. And of course, that's what we've seen over the last year. Interest rates have gone from very low to a lot higher. Uh, and that, just on a technical um, way of looking at it, has reduced the value of those companies to investors. Yeah, and it's a really interesting point that you make there, Tom, about exactly you know what or how these companies behave, and and, and we are learning more and more as time goes on, and and they sort of experience different types of economic conditions because, as you say some of these can be looked at as quite defensive because you know no one wants to give up their iphone for example and and for for businesses it's even more sort of concrete you know they invest in technology they really are relying on um the 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 services and the software of these tech companies to to run their own businesses through through sort of through the hard times as well as the good times but of course they will encompass quite cyclical types of trading won't they you know if 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 they are for example like alphabet the google parent company that's going to be heavily linked to advertising revenue um that can rise and fall along with economic activity um and you have this factor that they are they're probably not quite at their ceiling even now in terms of how much of the overall pie they're going to pinch because we are still in a shift towards online albeit that that's a lot of that is now happened Yes, absolutely. And I think that that's why we can't really think of these stocks as ultra defensive, uh, the new consumer staples, because I think that their fortunes are tied to the to the economy. You mentioned uh, the advertising cycle there for companies like uh, Alphabet, but even for the for the, the the more traditional companies like like Microsoft, you know, the number of licenses that they sell to, to businesses is naturally dependent on whether those those businesses are growing or contracting, um, mm. so there is a there is a real cyclicality to uh, to these businesses as well as their defensiveness, and it's the balance between the two that I think we're yet to really understand. Yeah, and, and, and you mentioned it was interesting. You said Tom that um, the prices that we're seeing today take uh, tech companies or, or or the losses that they experienced at least took them back to where they were pre-pandemic. The pandemic, it seems, had a particular effect on tech. There's a couple of sectors in the economy that are like this. Financial services actually might be might be another one. There was a bit of an artificial, well, not artificial, a real but a temporary 
boost in trading for those companies was that you know the, the lockdown was a very specific set of circumstances some people actually were able to build up lots of money during that time and were able to spend it and deploy and deploy it online companies tech companies being included within that they got the benefit of that didn't they because more and more of our lives were li- lived online they had this big sort of surge in demand for what they did and a lot of these tech companies went out and invested in themselves they hired lots of people in particular and we're seeing right now that they're cutting back on their staffs in quite dramatic ways because i think one of the tech bosses said basically we expanded too too fast you know we 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 assumed this demand would stay there and actually uh we got a bit above our you know bit out over our skis on it Mm, that that's absolutely right and and the fact of the matter is that it was a it was real uh there was a there was a genuine uplift in demand for the products and services that these companies uh, produce but i think the mistake which investors made which they often make is to extrapolate that growth a long way into the future and the reality is that uh, the, we moved on from the pandemic to an extent people went back to their previous lives at the time you think oh well this has changed everything the world has changed um the reality is often not quite as black and white as, as that and um it, and and i think that the companies did um uh make that mistake themselves they thought this was going to go on forever they hired more people they expanded and they're now having to retrench from that position so that's why we've seen you know very extensive job losses uh from from so many of these companies in recent weeks yeah and we're going to learn more about how these companies are doing in the next few weeks i guess actually we, we've had uh, as we, we're recording on wednesday and i think a couple of tech names have reported microsoft has slightly hit its targets for earnings um what are the signs for trading in, in the sort of period ahead tom is there any chance that tech can build on the quite good start that it's had this year by sort of delivering on those earnings forecasts Yes. Well, I, I mean, I think generally speaking, um, earnings forecasts for the market as a whole are coming down. They're coming down to more realistic levels. And I don't think that the, the tech stocks are going to be immune uh, to, to, to that effect. We have seen a bit of a, a bounce back uh, in, in the tech stocks quite a significant bounce back in some cases, albeit from 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 low levels, um, you know, in the sort of high teens, 20 percent recovery in, in share prices. I think for that to be sustainable, we're going to need to see a good set of figures in this upcoming uh, results season. And we're very early into the into the tech uh, announcements yet. They're going to come over the next few weeks. And so they're going to be absolutely crucial because this sector is such a key part of the US stock market. Yeah, and uh, before I go, Tom, I just wanted to talk about one particular investment, which is uh, connected to tech, and that's the Scottish Mortgage Investment Trust. It's widely popular with retail investors, um, but it has really, really suffered, probably suffered more than the wider tech sector itself. What hope is is there that um, uh, investors in that particular investment will see a recovery in their money? Yes. I mean, so what we had, it's been a very similar trajectory for for that uh, investment trust uh, to the trajectory of the share prices of the the tech stocks. And, and, you know, the good reason for that is that um, is that this investment trust is very heavily exposed to to the tech sector. So the the share price of that Scottish mortgage investment trust has fallen by about a half uh, since its peak. It had a very 
very bad 2022. Now, it actually reached its current level in the middle of last year. Um, and I remember looking at the share price then and thinking, mm, it's come back a long way. This might be quite interesting. Six, seven months on, it is still there. Uh, it's bounced along uh, the bottom. I think there were I think there were a couple of reasons for that. One is what we've been talking about. We just at the moment don't know how this is going to play out in terms of the profitability of these uh, tech stocks. I think the second reason is that uh, is that that particular investment trust is not just invested in tech stocks. It's also quite exposed to some unlisted. Uh, technology stocks, so yes. companies which are no longer, uh, sorry, not yet quoted on, on a on a stock market, and I think that that private equity uh, sector is going through a difficult period at the moment. And again, we don't know how that's going to play out. So I think I think the reason why the share price is bouncing along the bottom is there's still a lot of uncertainty. Yeah, and actually, just finally, Tom, I mean, it's a good example, isn't it? That, you know, that being an investment trust, uh, it does have um, a little bit more freedom and flexibility to invest than, say, a traditional fund. But it does, that fact creates a bit more uncertainty, doesn't it? And, and we're, perhaps we're seeing that around the valuations of, of the private equity holdings. Um, they can really boost returns when things are looking really positive and people are quite bullish. But when they're not and when there's uncertainty around, it's that kind of thing that can put people off and an investment like Scottish Mortgage can suffer. Yes, that's right. I mean, the, the good news is that it's absolutely the right vehicle for investing in these kind of more illiquid investments, the, the private equity investments, uh, because uh, an investment trust uh, it, it, can avoid becoming a forced seller. It can take a longer term view, and it's and it's it's absolutely the right vehicle for investing in in these kinds of unquoted uh, stocks. But I think you know patience is the key word, and I think that's what we've seen with the with the share price bouncing along the bottom. I think you know it, no one should expect this to be a quick recovery. Um, this may Indeed. well turn out to be uh, a, a good price to get into. Uh, into that particular investment trust, but it may not happen in the immediate future. Uh, okay, okay. Well, Tom, that is all the time we have for now. Thanks an awful lot for joining me. Thanks, Ed. Please note that the value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up, so you may get back less than you invest. Investors should note that the views expressed may no longer be current and may have already been acted upon. This information is not a personal recommendation for any particular investment. If you are unsure about the suitability of an investment, you should speak to one of Fidelity's advisors or an authorised financial advisor of your choice. Overseas investments will be affected by movements in currency exchange rates and investments in emerging markets can be more volatile volatile than other more developed markets. Reference to the specific securities should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell these securities and is included for the purposes of illustration only. Tax treatment depends on individual circumstances and all tax rules may change in the future. Withdrawals from a pension product may not be possible until you reach age 55, 57 from 2028. This podcast may not be reproduced or circulated without prior permission. No statements or representations made in this podcast are legally binding on Fidelity or the recipient. This podcast is meant only for UK residents and does not constitute an offer or a solicitation in any jurisdiction in which it may be unlawful to make such an offer or solicitation.